the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm always aware that you as a listener uh, may grow tired of me sounding the same themes every day. Uh, So why do I do it? Why do I talk so much about the evils of the transgender ideology? Because there's a depth and an immersion level to it. And you can't become desensitized to it. Because one of my familiar sayings is the left never holds a victory party. They're always pushing, always, always, always. They never congratulate themselves on the gains that they have made. You certainly see around our culture a willingness to advance the envelope. For a long time, they went really slow so as not to awaken anyone. Now, they've reached a point where they think they can be as bold as they want to be. That's why you see Bud Light partner with Dylan Mulvaney as an influencer. It's why you see Target put their pride displays in the front of the store. And you say, well, Target's had pride merchandise for 10 years. They have. But in 2013... You could only buy Target's Pride merchandise online. Now it's right up front in the store. Now it's marketed to kids, baby onesies, and the like. It's not just in California. It's not just in New York. It's everywhere. And if you just turn a blind eye to it, I'm tired of the topic. I don't want to get involved. It doesn't affect my kids. I'm pretty certain you're going to have guys in your girls' bathrooms. Or you're going to have public schools doing what Cincinnati public schools have been doing since 2021. Did you know that going back two years, all Cincinnati public schools were advised to consider reporting parents to child services if they did not support the gender transition of their child. And they wouldn't tell the parents about the fact that a kid was contending to experience gender dysphoria. They would just turn you in. Here's a memo. From 2021 Cincinnati Board of Education Policy and Equity Committee. A student's transgender status is confidential, and such information should not be shared with parents. If disclosing the information to parents could put the student at risk of harm at home. You hear it all the time. They're our kids. It takes a village. They're not your kids, right? The Equity Committee of Cincinnati Public Schools, their attorney, provided this memo to all principals in the district at the start of the school year two years ago. And the memo was based on best practices suggested by, listen to who they're paying attention to on this, Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, the National Center for Transgender Equality, the American Civil Liberties Union, Gender Spectrum, Human Rights Campaign, National Center for Lesbian Rights, 
and National Education Association. All the input they got is from woke organizations. It'd be like allowing only Ohio State sports writers to vote for the Heisman Trophy. Shocking. A Buckeye wins every year. Crazy. Started the show talking about what they're doing at Ohio State to dive 100% headlong into this at the Wexner Medical Center. It's not just there, of course. It's everywhere. Here's a doctor at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine Mm. who claims that parents must start including gender ideology in their families before a baby is born. Right? You thought, oh, that's a social contagion teenagers struggle with. Because they're looking for community, they're looking for identity, they're going through puberty, they're really, really awkward, they don't have any friends, they can't understand what their bodies are doing and why they're changing. No, 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 it's not that, it's not a, it's not a thing they're looking for approval, they're looking for friends, they're looking for people to affirm things they can't explain on their own. No, 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 it's prenatal transgenderism, according to this doctor, Lauren T. Roth, professor of pediatrics says, this is my favorite topic. I bet it is. She is said to have specialized knowledge in transgender medical interventions on children. I love this. Children diagnosed with dysphoria. Who do you think is doing the diagnosing? Remember? Whoops. No, you said the doctor. No, wrong. Who's doing the diagnosing? The kid. The kid. You're only allowed to give gender-affirming care, right? The patient is doing the diagnosing. Dr. Roth says, we have to understand that gender is on a spectrum. Lie. There's not just men and women. Lie. Sometimes a child's gender matches the chromosomes or the genitals that they were born with, but sometimes it doesn't. Well, I object to facts not in evidence. Gender doesn't exist. Roth also said children can have a non-binary identity. I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. I don't know what I am. Or be genderless. What nonsense. What utter evil nonsense. And they're going to use it to tear down every institution in this country if they can. Why? Why? Ultimately, this is all motivated by, goaded along by, coaxed along by. Evil. Where do all the great institutions in our country come from? Where do they all come from? Do you remember what the Ivy League's founding was? They were all Christian schools. They were all usually founded by Catholic institutions. You see what the Dodgers are doing with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? By the way, every evangelical Christian, every Christian, should be as offended by what the L.A. Dodgers are doing as Catholics are by what the Dodgers are doing by honoring this group that mocks They say they mock the Catholic faith. I saw them mocking a person posing as Jesus. That's as kindly as I can say it. On a cross. It's utterly despicable evil. And you have to understand that this is a fight that you don't get the choice as to whether you will participate, whether you will participate or not. You either participate or get overrun by it. Those are your only choices. You either fight against it or you are overrun by it. And you're part of the enemy's army if you choose not to engage in it. This is why 
I'm a big fan of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as he runs for president. I talk about the transgender issues because my tiger moms from Olentangy and other suburban districts around here are awakened to how much it's being crammed down their kids' throats in school. I believe, and I'm praying for, a transformational leader with an authentic Christian faith to become the leader that God puts his hand on and raises up to the ultimate position of power in our country. I hope it would spark a national revival, but at the very very least, I would like to see a leader who's tactical and targeted in his use of power view these things through a prism of faith and legislate to whatever degree he can against them. I would like for this kind of motivation to come from deep within the politician, not to be something he reads off a teleprompter, which is Absolutely 100% the case with Donald Trump when he talks about these issues. He's reading it off a prompter. With Ron DeSantis, it is genuine. 100% genuine. You can tell. Here he is this morning in Orlando, Florida. Not looking at notes, just speaking. We rank number one in education freedom. We rank number one in parental involvement in education. And we rank number one in higher education affordability. No tuition increases at our state universities in a decade, and we're going to keep it that way. And part of the reason we were able to do that is because while uh, we embrace uh, homeschool parents and provide more support than any state, we also understand that's not something every parent can do. And when it came time to make decisions during COVID, we had to make decisions about do you follow the crowd, do you abdicate your office to somebody like Dr. Fauci, or do you stand up to do what's right and make sure kids could be in school? Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer. We'll talk to Jack Windsor just after the top of the hour, Ohio Press Network. Uh, We had a caller, uh, Jeff, I forgot the gentleman's name. Joe is joining us on The Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Joe. Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, we've discussed before about the Columbus, uh, um, Christopher Columbus statue nonsense, but anyway... Joe, do you have that um, on your lawn yet? You have the greatest lawn ornament in the nah. history of the world. You have the Christopher <laughs> you know, Columbus statue it's on your funny lawn. You asked that. Uh, me and another member of our Italian club are we're still in communication with the city, if you can believe that. And no, keep the pressure on them. Keep keep the pressure yeah, on are. them. Yeah. No, we are. It's absurd. But I, as a as a devout Catholic, you know these these groups are basking in the patience of Christianity. You know, I mean, we yeah. don't lash out. Right. But I've always wondered, you know, what happens when they go too far and intercede with the Muslim community? They will not be as forgiving or patient. No, they won't. Um, I mean, they, they do they do not at all disparage Mohammed in in even to even one percent of the degree 
that they do Which Jesus. A, but it's a, even a religion that's less tolerant of their of their debauchery than Christianity. Oh my goodness, yes. Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, uh, in Christian churches, as you well know, uh, we welcome people who are uh, in all uh, immersed in all aspects of sin in their life. It's about redemption. It's about forgiveness. It's about becoming a new person. Uh, and and nobody's right. perfect. Uh, you know. So yes, you're welcome in our churches to listen to the authentic gospel and how it can change your life. Uh, in other face, I don't know. I know I've read enough about uh, Islam to know that uh, it's a completely different value system uh, in that particular faith, and it is one that is not at all accommodating to people who are immersed in the LGBTQ lifestyle. The things that they say, the things the LGBTQ uh, lobby says about the Christian church, uh, much, much more apply to how they would be treated in Islamic countries, Islamic nations, or in that church. To use one of their overused, to use one of the left's overused terms, their behavior is unsustainable. They, they will come, it will come to a prefaces where they, cross, they will cross the line or cross a line. I mean, it's, it's, they can't be too far off where the, the you know, Muslim communities or even in here in Columbus will not stand for it anymore. Well, I mean, to your point that it's unsustainable, I mean, if you're aborting every child— and if you, in, in the name of like personal empowerment, if you are turning any woman who wants to be a man into a man and turning any man who wants to be a woman into a woman, or the false, you know, representation of such, because it's medically impossible, that is by definition unsustainable because there will be no children. You will not be able to perpetuate your evil ideology. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, Joe's continual pressure on the Christopher Columbus statue, which I laud, I love it, reminds me of a friend years ago when the uh, Cleveland Indians moved out of Municipal Stadium and into Progressive Field. They had a humongous statue of Chief Wahoo on Municipal Stadium. And my friend inquired about whether or not he could get that statue at his house. He wanted to, like, put it in his backyard and have it loom. (laughs) <laughs> loom over his house. Probably a zoning violation. Uh, Ron DeSantis this morning speaking in Florida. This guy is so smart, so articulate, and it comes so natural to him. It's funny to me. The one knock on DeSantis that I have heard often is that, oh, the man is a narcissist. I mean, he's a narcissist, this Ron DeSantis. And I'm like, he's running against Who? And you're nailing DeSantis for being a narcissist? Look, I think it's a little bit hard to be a high-achieving politician without being a... I mean, the fact that you want to run for president... You want to know who a narcissist is? Asa Hutchinson is a narcissist. What is the buzz for Asa Hutchinson to become president of the United States? What possible studies has he engaged in? I mean, you start a business, you have a business plan, right? I assume if you're going to run for president, you don't just wing it. Hey, I'm done being governor of Arkansas. What should I do next? Well, I don't know. I could retire. I could golf. I could become a consultant. I know. I'll run for president. No, you do all kinds of studies. Who's telling Asa Hutchinson he can become president of his local Rotary Club, let alone of the United States? There's a narcissist. But back to DeSantis. We talked a lot in the early part of the show today about transgenderism and, oh, kids are. Kids are transgender. 
And by the way, they're the left's kids. They're not your kids, right? No, they're not your kids. Parents. Oh, Terry McAuliffe. Failed Virginia governor. The man solely responsible for creating Glenn Youngkin as a possible national political candidate someday. Terry McAuliffe by saying, I don't think parents ought to be telling teachers what they should teach. Oh, unpopular opinion, Terry McAuliffe. You screamed the quiet part out loud, and it ended your political career. Ron DeSantis, articulate on this very issue. Tell me if this will resonate with voters in Iowa, in New Hampshire, in Lewis Center. Education's important issue. As a governor, I know how important it is for the state, but I also look at it through the lens of being a father of a six, a five, and a three-year-old, and my wife and I, we really believe uh, in our bones in the rights of parents to direct the education and upbringing of their kids. That, I think, will make Ron DeSantis very popular. And I think when he's on a stage with Donald Trump, he's going to have to point out the difference between the two. And one of the ways that he can point out that difference between the two is that Trump had the opportunity to keep the country open. Trump had the opportunity to fire Anthony Fauci. He had the opportunity to fire James Comey. By the way, who appointed Christopher Wray as FBI director? Oh, that's right. That was Donald Trump. Okay. I don't love engaging in this knocking down of Trump because I think he was a very good president policy-wise. But he is unhinged when it comes to criticizing Ron DeSantis. Is this presidential? Don't think so. Most of us who are conservatives hold Ronald Reagan in high esteem. What was Reagan's 11th commandment? Thou shalt not speak ill of any other Republican. Trump has amended that slightly. Thou shalt not speak evil of Trump. Thou shalt not challenge Trump. Thou shalt not run against Trump. I don't find that to be presidential. So... I want somebody that I can tell in their fiber of their being, they feel this, they understand the challenge that we are up against. They understand the motivations of the left. I get the feeling when I listen to Ron DeSantis, he's running because he really wants to stop the left's assault on every institution that made America the best country in the history of the world. I get the feeling when I listen to Donald Trump that it's about his own personal vindication and that if he has to come off a policy position that he might have held before because it'll garner him one or two or ten more votes, he's perfectly comfortable with that, which I'm not. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.